Hi guys, welcome along to another Blind Guy Talks Tech, episode 131 for Friday the 17th of June 2022. Special guest Matt Ata from Vespero joins us, mainly, I believe, to shout at me and Robin, and possibly Sean as well. It's going to be a good one. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Oh, we've made it through another week, and uh, I've managed not to cause any more co- Twitter controversy, guys. I think that deserves a round of applause, don't you? Is that not just absolutely no, no, brilliant? Abs- no, absolutely not. I mean, oh. the, look, the week's not over yet. Don't jinx yourself. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Sean Priest? I'm doing very well. I've, I've got a slight issue with you. Why are you pulling me under the bus with you? I mean, Matt's here, God bless him, to shout at you and Robin, but why do you throw me under the bus as well? Just Because he's let... probably going to shout at you for something. I mean, there's no, going to no, be no, some no, reason no, he's going to be annoyed at you as well. I'm, no, no, I'm under Matt's radar. I'm on a different strata to Matt. Matt's up there. I'm down here. He doesn't know I exist. It's fine, and I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> Don't just keep yourselves under your own buses. <laughs> right, okay, fine. Uh, Robin Christopherson, how are you today? Really good. Before Matt um, proceeds to Ooh. do his thing, I just want to say how much I love the FS Training podcast. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I think people should check that out if they want to learn how to become a power user or even the basics uh, right across all the apps and Windows itself. Mm, using Jaws. so good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Eater from Vespero's here. Yay! Hey, How's how you doing? <laughs> I can't believe I get to hang out with uh, Sean. That's all I have to care about right now, right? <laughs> Uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you. I haven't even thought I wanted to talk about him, talk to him about yet. Oh well, don't worry. I'm sure you'll come up with something. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. He stays young. Uh, so how are you? How's things? Things are good. Um, it's been a crazy couple months now that travels back in full swing, and you know we're getting ready for the mm. summer shows here coming up in the U.S. You know the National Federation of the Blind, the American Council of the Blind, and the Disability Inn, and ongoing, you know conferences galore for the whole month of July. So it's, uh, you know, most people try to take off a month during the summer, especially if you're in Europe, uh, whereas the the rest of us have to go to conferences. Oh, it's a hard life, man. It I really know. is. <laughs> I can hear the energy in your voice. I actually have lots of energy. <laughs> we have I mean, like, village. We have to work. <laughs> the, the hardest thing about the, the summer conferences is, is figuring out which one do you go to first and then how do you get to the other one? And we have to, this year it's, American Council of the Blinds in um, Omaha, Nebraska, and getting a there is no direct flights to New Orleans, Louisiana. So you have to go, you know, it's probably half a day just to get between the two cities. Rough, again, big problems in the world. Why do they pick these places, Matt? Why don't they just pick New York or Florida cost, or cost. somewhere that people can actually get? To? Yeah, but it's cost. cost. Right, okay. I mean, it's, you know, right. when they go and get, um, good rates so that their members can go. They don't get good rates in places like LA, New York in the summer, right? Um, so, mm, you know, yeah, they yeah, would, yeah, you got to go to hot places. But to be fair, Matt, a man of your calibre, I thought you'd have a driver, you know, like a limo to take you from place to place to place. Yeah, I mean, Aaliyah. it's, or a private plane. Sure, <laughs> sure. I've worked on that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, uh, it, Uber Black. Isn't, isn't Vespero raking in the cash? Come on. Yeah, of course yeah, I wouldn't go plane. that far. I mean, come on. Are they hybrid though? These uh, uh the, So the American Council of the Blind is hybrid. I don't think the National Federation of the Blind is hybrid this year, but I could be wrong. I, I either I, I way, I'm not hybrid. hybrid I thought he meant the plane. 
Yeah, yeah. I thought like you meant electric diesel or something. Yeah, um, he was thinking. I'm pretending I'm flying between these places, and I'm just going to sit at home on my camera, like right now. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But isn't that a big, big bonus of these conferences? I mean, what do you think about the hybrid model? Do you, do you actually prefer the it. just on? Ah, okay. I Fair hate it with a passion. That's simple. And, and a lot of it comes from. Um, the, I see the only reason to go to these is networking. Uh, when you yeah, yeah. sit on a camera or sit on a Zoom or sit on a Teams call and stuff, you don't have that kind of networking. And so, yeah, I would rather be in person. It's interesting because when I did CES in person just before the pandemic, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, you're right. The networking part was brilliant. But the following year, from my point of view, it was much easier doing it virtually because I could talk to so many people. But the difference with me is I'm not going out there to network necessarily. I'm going out there to, I guess, talk to them so they can promote what they do. And it, it was so much easier for me on, the, on that front. And, and certainly it was a lot easier than trying to tramp around these ridiculous-sized conference centers and hotels to try and get an interview. You know, you, from one place to the next was like a half-hour walk, which is frankly disgraceful. Um, and I demanded a, a gold <laughs> money. They wouldn't give me a how many, yeah. how many steps did you get a day at CES? Did oh, you ever check? must have been like 15,000. Yeah, 15,000 a day. 30,000 30, like usually. Terminal, wasn't it? It's so enormous. And there's, you know, in 2020, um, there was roughly 180,000 people. And so that tells you, yeah. and like 4,000 exhibitors. And so it's a pretty enormous place in multiple locations, multiple hotels, multiple venues. So. It's over. Well, that's what they didn't tell me. I, I mean, I don't understand scale. You know, I'm from a tiny little country. You know, we can almost put our arms out, you know, stretch them out, and that's the whole country covered. Is that um, Wales? But that's Wales. Yes, that's Wales. <laughs> and actually, I have to say, in this country, Wales is a, a unit of measurement, uh, as is Luxembourg, I believe. Um, yes. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, it's great that you're getting back out there. And I guess that's the joy of it. And I, I certainly feel some enjoyment and traveling how are you feeling about the traveling slide itself just the actual journey i like the, it the flies are you okay with it yeah yeah and i mean later today i'll um uh, you know do trips and uh you know plan all my trips for the rest of the summer and it's you know i prefer this week i went to new york um to and front you know went to new york on the train back and forth so is that's much easier because you don't have to go through airport the same kind of security mm -hmm. or anything like that um, so I prefer the train if I could, but then only, you know, the fast trains to New York and that's about it from where I live. So, um, from, but when it comes to traveling, the biggest, the biggest challenge is still, you know, lines at the airports today or have gone back mm -hmm. to pre pandemic size lines. So you're, you're waiting in lines and lots of people, but otherwise it's fine. Now, Matt, have you tried the, um, just skip the queue, walk straight to the front of the line? Hi, that, I'm blind. I know tell nothing. him that trick. No, it's, that's, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's trademarked. Are you that's saying ours. like for security? Are you saying for security or for getting well, on the plane? For or any line, quite frankly, any line. line. Yeah, find your way around it. So, that's what I say. We're British. We're supposed to keep. Yeah. Properly. That, oh, no, no, if you no, got no. a stick, if you got a white stick, that's it. Barge through. <laughs> that's the method. Well, you you know, I He's I think I heard earlier that I was like one of these guys who rides limos places, so. Um, I just actually pay for uh, the access to get on the plane or to go through security first. And so you yes. kind of skip the line when you use the clear service in the U.S. I don't know if there's clear um, in, in the U.K., yeah, but we use clear in, in here. TSA. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah they've just brought that in because I, I was checking out a flight and it was the same thing. You can pay like, and it's not a huge amount of money, but you can pay a little bit extra and you can jump the line. Although in saying that, when you um, when you get assistance, I don't know what it's like in the US, but in, in, in the UK, if you get assistance, they normally put you through the priority queue anyway. So you can you can save that three pounds, Matt. You could save yeah, some money. The, and- the difference here is that if you have that that level of clearance, you don't take your shoes and your belt and your stuff off. And you don't have to take oh, things like out of your that. bag. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, so, that's actually the highlight it, yeah. of my day. It's the nearest thing to action I ever get. <laughs> it's the close, closest we are to VIPs, human contact. Aren't we? So uh, we should get that treatment anyway, being <laughs> VIPs. Yes, exactly. I, I remember people. once, I swear to you this is true, I was going through Glasgow Airport. It only happened once, but I went through Glasgow Airport and um, I was taken through... And I realised very quickly that I was suddenly on the other side. I was at the, the duty-free bit, so I'm standing amongst the perfumes and the alcohol and all the rest. And um, I'm thinking, when, when do we go through security? So I asked the guy, I says, when, when do we... Oh, I said, it's all right. We just brought you through. We know you're not a, we know you're no threat. <laughs> they <laughs> like, don't know wow. you at all. <laughs> I, I liked how they swapped well. our canes. In the, yeah, exactly, oh, that's true. But sw- swabbing the canes, I, what are they swabbing them for? Yes. Oh, yeah, they swabbed them on the Is way out yeah, to Canada, yeah. Canada. Um, wow. Yeah, they swabbed the canes. But that's because I noticed that they wouldn't take the cane off me to go through the security thing. So, of course, it beeps. And oh, then they're like, right. right, stand there. And you're like, okay, fine, but it's the cane. Yes, yes, yes. So what, what kind of cane do you have that actually beeps? Because mine doesn't. It's got a sword in it. Exactly. <laughs> Yours is probably carbon fibre or something, push. Yeah, fibre shouldn't be. la-di-da. Ours made of pig iron. Council. (laughs) Council made. Made with the the hopes and dreams of many British people. Um. (laughs) Okay, this is a nonsense now. What have we got? Come on, Matt. Uh, No, listen, Matt wanted to come on for a couple of different reasons, and we do want to get into the, the subject of Jaws obviously, because he's here, and uh, we'll get him to sit up straight and be all professional in a moment. But before that, you wanted to shout at me about audio description. Yeah, I, you, was it you who was really snotty about um, The Greatest <laughs> Showman? I think it well, was. I don't know if I was snotty about it. Yeah, uh, that was him. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, maybe it was. I would call it snotty. I haven't I was seen pretty it. Much he, it. No, you said you started to listen to it, and you couldn't finish yeah. it, and you had to turn it off. Right? Oh, no, 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 no! I, I didn't. I didn't stop watching it because I didn't like it. It's because we had a, a family emergency right in the middle, which was actually quite irritating. Oh, okay, got I mean, it. Okay, you know, so well, I misunderstood. Family, but, um, this. Okay, yeah, so that's okay, man. You, that's fine. You can. You can it was audio description specifically. <laughs> I think my concern was that. It, so, yeah, maybe you just don't like musicals. Let's just start there, right? That's true. Is that I'm not what the it biggest is? fan of musicals. I like Calamity Jane. <laughs> okay. I like the sound of music. I think I might uh-huh. quite like. Is Willy Wonka a musical? Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Your imagination. Candyman. That's what I like. Yeah. Candyman can. I want to go see the Candyman. Um, grease lightning. So you wouldn't yes, want audio correct. description no, with that grease. one, is what you're saying? Hates grease. Uh, well, this is the problem, right? Because it's the audio description over the top of the songs. That's what I don't like. I kind of wish there was a mute it's button usually for the not AD when just it's, at that it's point. It's usually not when they're singing, though. Again, it's very similar to when they're not when they're doing dialogue. Oh, all over the Greatest Showman, all over. I mean, in yeah. fairness, the, the first, the one thing I will say about that movie is the first song that they start singing seems to go on for about half the movie. I think at some point, is this going to end? 
Well, it just it's seems like a one, musical. Non, non, non. It's, it's not a movie. It's I a know, musical. But they generally have different more. songs in musicals. You don't like Hamilton then, because that's just one long song. They never even speak a single line. It's all sung, isn't it? I'm over here. Are you over there? Oh, yes, I'm so over here. Terrible. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let's clear this up now, because I fear that, that Matt um, is, is more angry than he's letting on. Matt, so <laughs> your take on the, what's it called? The, the Real Showman or whatever it's called? The greatest showman. The He's, real showman. Okay. Oh, I haven't seen it. I don't know. Who's snotty now? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. The greatest showman. Did you mm-hmm. see it with AD? I did. And then I second the second right. time I saw it was in person as a sing-along in London. Without Uh-oh. AD, oh, oh he's, he's a so real this fan. Was at, oh, uh, fanboy, oh, Prince dear. Charles he Cinema. Got dressed up. Prince Charles Cinema, located uh, right in Leicester Square, and they had a sing-along yes. uh, movie theater, and I thought it was great. All right. So what you've done there, Stephen, is just really you've really offended Matt, who is the the biggest greatest showman fan in the world, apparently. Nothing to do with the AD. Family. Are you are you a fan of this thing, Robin? Do you like it? Yeah, absolutely love it. Love the, sh- but you know, for me, I'd rather just listen to the um, album. I want to say the album. Listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, the vinyl, <laughs> than- the LP. Get with it, <laughs> right. Dad. Yeah, because I don't know. Is it still available cassette? We don't. We just don't do TV. But um, oh, great this, songs. Uh, Matt, come on. I mean, you're criticising me. This guy doesn't even watch television. Doesn't even watch yeah. television. You can criticise me for not being a fan of AD because I'm not. How can you not, not be a, right? Okay, sorry. How, how can no. you not be a fan of AD? Which I mean, how can you watch anything without AD? For one, I don't thing? watch anything. What? I don't no, watch. That's weird. Watch TV. No, watch hang on, we've been here before. Haven't Forget we? it. Forget it. You're, you're dead to me. Is this kind of? But with okay. AD, doesn't it? So do you not listen to books on tape? I, mean, I know not that anybody yeah, uses absolutely. tapes anymore, but spoken word all the way. Uh huh. Well, why wouldn't a movie with AD be the same? Because this isn't against AD. This is against um, mm. the lesser experience. So if there's a book of a film, I will read the book any day of the week because the pictures are better. You know, you're, you're in it for the long haul. It's 20 hours of, you know, in-depth description. It's got 20 narrative. hours. Sure. It's too long. <laughs> Compared so, to... I mean, Harry Potter would so be a good example. When, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched the first... Yeah. 20 minutes of the first film and I thought yikes I'm going to stick to the books thanks so yeah I mean yeah but did you have AD on uh I can't remember to be honest but I knew the remember? I knew the story inside and out so I mean it's not exactly faithful to yeah, the but book. that's not that doesn't mean anything right I mean it's all it's all audio well visual based isn't it so it's, I, I've never seen the movie I don't know anything about Harry Potter other than the fact it exists don't you ever find though that you're not you're you're left wanting to know what happened at that point, and then at that point in the in the no, you know. If I listen to the, the AD, AD no. isn't quite doing it for you. No. Okay. Well, the AD the AD will do what it can, um, and you know it's always an afterthought. And yes, there is a there's a definite conversation to be had around that because you know it's interesting with the work I do at AMI Accessible Media. We're going to talk about more of, of this in the new Double Tap TV season next year. Um, AMI promote this integrated described video. Uh, approach which is much more about building it into the script now that's that's a hard thing i guess to do because you have to have buy-in from every single person involved in the movie uh, or the tv series and that's not easy to achieve i think the reality is that ad is, is here to stay in the way it is is here to stay 
and that's the way we will always consume content. And I think some companies are much better at it. Matt, I, I don't know about your views on Netflix, but I think Netflix is top of the game when it comes to AD, Apple TV as well. But that's often down to the companies behind it. So not Netflix necessarily, but the fact that they've got involved with companies like IDC who are creating brilliant, well-mixed, um, you know, appropriate-voiced, um, succinct scripts description. And I just kind of, I think that's what makes the difference. I mean, I, I'll always enjoy a Netflix program way more than most things, especially the UK description that we get here. I don't think it's as good as, as what we get out of the US. Um and I think that's maybe partly where you've you've maybe lost interest in it, Robin, because I can kind of understand if you've watched shows, or you've watched movies, and it's got that British narration. I never forget, I've said this story before, but the, the one of the, the London Has Fallen movie with Gerard Butler, and it gets to a point where in the movie the, the terrorists take over this bridge and they blow it up, and just before the bridge explodes, the, the voice comes on, the AD voice just comes on and says, the bridge explodes. And then kaboom. And it was like, wow, that really, that just destroyed that moment. I'll give you that. My wife had a hard time with that as well, because we watch all the shows with AD and she goes, the AD, you know, the audio descriptions before it happens. And I said, well, some of the times they, they can't, <laughs> spoiler alert. they can't use the AD when someone's talking. Right. Yeah. So that when that scene happens, they're talking. So therefore they have to say it before. And that's that's a complicated thing to figure out how to solve. I don't think it matters. Who cares if they said, and the bridge blows up, and then it goes... I think Who it was cares? more the tone. I think it was more the tone, because it was just uh, so dull. Bridge, it was like, yeah, it's like, I'm not really, it was as if the uh, guy just looked up from his paper and went, oh, yeah, the bridge explodes. And then yeah, he just okay, went back to his newspaper. Yes. I think a lot of it is just me. Maybe I need to practice more in watching stuff, because I, I can often not tell the characters by voice, and they, they rarely announce who that person is after the first time name that character ah. so i'm left with loads of characters that i'm not quite sure who's talking and the other thing that's is that's interesting i really struggle with people mumble oh yeah yeah that is and how on earth you know other people might turn the uh, <laughs> subtitles on so i'm just not cut out for who don't stop? make films what they oh, used to that's anymore TV. that's that's the problem of tv not the problem of of audio description though no true but i'm just talking about the experience in general yeah as soon as you no, say understood. people mumble you know it's your hearing that's the what? problem <laughs> get a no, Bose sound system my daughter totally watches with audio or with uh, the captions on because she finds too mm -hmm. many shows mumble that's true no that's mm -hmm. true mm -hmm. but yeah. it's interesting what you talk about i have found i've gone away from movies that or tv shows that have got too many cast members in them Sometimes I just can't follow it. It's like, who, yeah. who's this person again? And who's that? I'm totally with you on that one. We watched a thing the other night and there was like, I don't know, it seemed like there was just an ever, never ending cast of people. And I just couldn't work out who was who. We couldn't, visually, we couldn't see it. So we were like, well, I don't know what's going on here. So we just turned it off in the end. And I could be mistaken, but they rarely tell you when a scene has changed. They expect you to appreciate mm. that there's a new setting now. So I don't know. Yeah, so in Star Wars, they do a pretty good job in telling you when when ske when the, the scenes change with audio description. Um, I would agree with you. Not all shows do that well. And I I personally hate it when there's a conversation between two characters and the AD will say that was Joe or whoever the character is, and then someone else will say something and say that was Maggie. I th I, know, I know who it is. Please stop telling me. So look, the the thing I think we've got here is that you can't please everyone all of the time. Um, shall we talk Jaws? Because sure. um, uh, 
it's been a it's been a while since we've had a chance to catch up, and um, I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. I've been a little bit ob- obsessed with the Mac recently. So it's funny because I've been sitting today uh, setting up my my Windows machine because I know I go through this every so often, but I as much as I love my Mac and I do, and I use it for everything, most things, if not every single day, I'm using it. You know, at least maybe five or six hours a day, and I love it. I just feel for certain tasks, especially writing-based tasks, and Robin, you know exactly where I'm coming from here. Yeah. Writing-based tasks, and I've got a lot of writing to do because we've got the new TV season starting in, in September. I've got a lot of planning to do. Yes, me planning. Who'd have thought I'd become a professional? <laughs> but I've got documents to write, and I'm thinking, I can't do this on this Mac. This, this, this typing lark is just a nightmare because it doesn't speak half the things it's supposed to. You know, mm. when, it, when it's as you're typing, you know, as you hit spacebar... It will tell you what it wants to tell you, not the word necessarily you've just typed, maybe something else like space. Okay, what did I just type? And you go back and do C line and blah, blah, blah. So on the PC, you don't get that problem. So I thought, right, get back into this. So I've got my Surface Pro 8 here. I'm going to set it all back up. Um, the only problem is once you've opened up a, a PC after several, maybe even, even like a month or two, you have about 8 million updates to do before you can do anything. So we'll run all that and get all that up and running. But yeah, getting back into JAWS again, so it's going thank to be you, great. Microsoft, so, you should say. Thank you, Microsoft. Yeah, thanks, Microsoft. Thanks yeah. for wasting my time. For keeping me up to date and safe online. <laughs> That's the reason for not going away from the PC, yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah, just leave it on all the time. Um, but what about yours? So what, what have I got to look forward to my shiny new updates coming soon? Because you've got some new ones coming. Yeah, about, uh, I don't even know what today's date is. Is it the 17th? So mm, the 21st. Um, we are going to release uh, the next version. And this is probably the last, I'm going to use the word last major version of, of 2022, even though we'll have updates just because of patches and things like that with Microsoft and browsers and stuff like that. The um, big feature coming on Tuesday is going to be, I, I'm not sure what the actual title of the feature is, but think of it as a way to manage the notifications coming from Windows. And so I'll give an example. Um, mm-hmm. In Microsoft Edge, if you press um, Alt left arrow to go back a page, JAWS says back because that's the keystroke you pressed, which you could mute. You could go into JAWS and change the label and say mute that. But Edge actually says going back because they send you know, audio to us to speak. And mm-hmm. that to me is, you know, I don't need that extra stuff. In Outlook, if you go to the search bar type, you know, you type in what you want to search for, you press enter, it says searching. And then it says 25 results found. I don't need searching, which is a, an extra thing for it to speak. So we've created a way to manage all of those notifications. So you can go in and say, I want to mute this one. Um, uh, I'd like to shorten this one. I'd like to play a sound instead of this one. I want to, um, instead of using a, typically all of those are sent through what they call flash messages in Braille. Maybe you want to mute the flash message so you don't have it pop up your display because you're focused on something else. So Mm -hmm. we're giving the user the power to basically go in and modify and control all the messaging that's coming from those different apps. Cool. Um, So, I mean, I'm sure you know Brian Hartgen's scripts for various things, and he gives a lot of attention to that kind of thing from a productivity efficiency point of view. He tries to minimize, um, I mean, I don't know necessarily that he gives you the ability to 
do them uh, on a what case by case basis and make them say what you want, like you're talking about. But he certainly gives you kind of two levels higher and lower verbosity when it comes to that sort of thing. And he spent a lot of time in teams, for example, in suppressing huge amounts of verboseness, um, extra help, repetition, stuff like that. Is that something you're thinking about addressing as well? Because, you know, that revolutionizes the how productive you can be in teams as you tab through things, for example. So some of the team's content, yes. Some of the team's content, no. We're working closer with Microsoft trying to get them to make some of the changes. Um, it's A lot of it has to do with where they put the the content. Um, so Brian does a great job, by the way, and, and commend him and, and want people to, you know, use his tools. If they, if they don't have mm. access to those, feel free to reach out to Brian and purchase those. I think they're great add-ons. Um, mm. and I think examples in teams is like, you'll be moving through it and it says press enter to do this, then press enter again, and then press escape to get out or something like that. It's a, it's a long list of things to do. And it says it after each message. That's something that they put into the label. And so it's a little different than a message. And so what we're controlling is the things that it's pushing out to you as a message rather than a bad, la a ba rather than a, a bad label that they may have just... And, and look, I think that the teams tried to figure out how to best give it and keeping in mind that when um, uh, developers are building stuff, sometimes they're building it based on the tools that they have um, with them in front of them. And some of those tools may be, you know, hey, we want to provide everything based on what narrator does and then, you know, play that as their baseline, keeping in mind that narrator doesn't have, you know, the ability to, you know, turn down those notifications and things like that. So they're just putting everything right in the label. Yeah. And they tend to err on the safe side and give you, give you more rather than less. But yeah, that's really good. Looking forward to that a lot. It's a lot of work to listen to all of the extra noise coming. I, I like to use the word noise when I talk about mm -hmm. all the stuff a screen reader would say, because sometimes it's just too much noise. Unlike what um, Stephen was mentioning about pressing the space bar and not hearing anything, half the time the screen reader is saying too much because the application's shoving stuff at you and you have to figure out how to control how much of that you want to hear. Mm. I'm often weary of these third-party scripts as well, because I often think to myself, well, hang on, there's so much updating going on all the time. You know, so Microsoft are pushing new updates constantly. Uh, you're constantly having to keep up with all of that. And it's one thing you guys keeping up with it, but of course you're in direct contract, uh, contact with Microsoft, whereas these third-party, you know, scripts that are being added on, they could just be knocked off by one update, you know, and, and so you, you spend your money and you end up with something that isn't functional. So that's that's not great either. I much prefer your approach of talking to Microsoft and saying, here's the issue, here's the challenge. Can you fix this? And then it solves it for everyone, right? Well, I think the challenge with um, doing everything through scripts rather than doing it in the base application is that the applications are constantly changing and you have to do it based on versions of the application. Well, some applications are not, you could have, you and I may have the exact same version of the application, but because of the place where you work, they've enabled certain features or they're getting certain, um, let's, I'm trying to find the right word, but let's use the word, I think they use the word flag, where they'll turn on a flag for certain things to be enabled. 
And all of a sudden you get a slightly different experience. And so the challenge with scripts and in using that as the default method to kind of solve a problem is it's a, it's a great workaround to a problem, but ultimately if we don't solve it at the root, which is we need to get the applications to, you know, build better then what we're always doing is trying to fix what they're doing. And that's, that's tough to do in the uh, modern age of, um, uh, agile development where they're rolling out changes every couple of weeks to an application. So you look at Chrome, you look at edge, you look at teams, zoom, windows applications, all your productivity suites. It's a lot of work to keep up to date with all of those applications because they're constantly changing. Can I ask a question regarding this new feature in Jules, uh, managing notifications there, Matt? So is is that per um, application? So is that only on certain applications, like you mentioned Outlook there? Um, or is that a, a universal thing? You can control the notifications on anything, or is it specifically on, on certain apps? When you create the rule for that specific notification, you can, yeah. there's a checkbox at the top that says, um, just for Outlook checkbox, and you check it and it would only be for Outlook, or you can sit, leave it alone and it would be for every application. But that oh, would be unusual cool. because, you know, those, those notifications are specific to each application. Well, here's what I'm thinking, right? If you've got an app and it's got something that it constantly says, I, I mean, I can't stand using Outlook because it constantly says you know, red, unread, red, unread, whatever it is. I just don't like all the labels on it. But if you could just, if there was a setting, I'm a very simple <laughs> user of a screen reader. I'm not a power user at all. If there was just a universal setting where I could say, whenever this string of text gets you know, fired in to the screen reader, just throw it away, ignore it. You know, like um, um, unread 25, I, I don't know, whatever it may be. Uh, and, and just as a universal thing, just throw this string away whenever you see it. Is, is that possible or is that just too basic? I mean, someone could use something as simple as the dictionary for that, but I don't know that that would be comfortable because what happens if the word unread's in the email? Um, so you wouldn't want to do that. So in JAWS, we actually have quick settings, and one of the options is to say read or unread because, and and, yeah. and I'll give credit to Jonathan Mosen, when we when we put this feature in, um, or a couple months ago, we had to take a feature out of Outlook to speed up the processing of Outlook. And for anybody who's a JAWS user will recognize that if they're running 2022 and keep up to date, you're going to see a major speed increase in how we move around in Outlook. And it's because we took a feature out. And when we took that feature out, it took away the feature where we could turn off that we could mute read and unread. And so Outlook would say it. So we had to put that one feature back in, and that's inside quick settings for somebody to turn off that one example. What our feature yep. was, was the ability for you to reorder the columns in Outlook without reordering the columns in Outlook. So just reorder the way JAWS speaks them or shows them in Braille. So we had to turn that off because it was a, it slowed down Outlook dr- dramatically. And so by taking it out, it, it gave people the speed they needed back when, in, under Outlook 365. So what you did, though, is a tutorial about how you can go into the Outlook settings and jig them yourself. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, maybe that was a bad example. No, I think it's a perfect example because, I mean, Jonathan Mosen really, he hammered us on this one topic because he said that's a time <laughs> con- yeah. a time suck. It's that level you know, to of... To have to hear um, unread and read. 
totally of of um need almost certainly strong preference that are in your customer base because you know time is money for for many people who are in the workplace need to be efficient and yeah these kind of efficiency um ninjas who want to uh you know have everything customizable i've been using jaws since um jaws for dos <laughs> back in the 80s or whatever it was um and still so i'm probably you know coming heading towards of being a power user but i do still get overwhelmed a little bit about how much stuff is in there so in a way i'd like to see a little bit of a rationalization um but that's i think indicative of just quite how much uh functionality there is in there and um going back it's, it's I mean, like I windows was... itself i mean it is like i mean in some ways it's like windows itself because yeah. it's got so much legacy in there and matt you and i have talked about this before and i know you have got your views on this as well that, that essentially there is a time coming where that, that legacy has to start being trimmed back but of course there is that challenge of people use these features and you know it, it, we're always grateful to people like jonathan who pick up on these things because it's so important they do because that helps someone else who may just think oh that feature's gone that's the end of that um, because I think, you know, Sean and I are very, what I would call average users, general users. I mean, I, I think that's fair, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I'm a tab and left and right arrow man. That's it. I mean, when, when Robin starts going on about, you know, oh, there's this and there's that and there's 15 other ways to do it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pfft, no idea. So I will bring another, another thing that we added. I think it was back in the April release that seems so simple, but is totally around that whole concept of time suck. Um, Sean's going to hit the tab key to move through the open or save dialog box. And that takes time to do that just to get to what the name of the folder is where you're saving the file. And so in the last release, we added insert tab just to read the name of where it's being stored. That way you didn't have to shift tab back to it, which made no sense that somebody had to leave the edit box where you're typing the name of the file all the way back to, it was like shift tab, like six times to get to the place. And I'm it may be five, it may be four, it may be two, but it's too many. And so just by pressing insert tab, you would get the name of the folder. And that sped up everybody's time in that one simple dialogue of save and open. I think your challenge is because it is a moving uh, product, you know, you're constantly revising and, and adding and sometimes taking away. Um, you know, how do you make people aware? Obviously, there's a what's new. There's um, FS training, which I was, you know, at the, I flagged at the front, but I actually can't say enough good things about it. It's really good. And I want those to, when, when are they going to start up again? So the, um, on FS training or the free, yeah, if you, if you went to any of your smart speakers um, and your phone or podcast uh, catchers, you can just look up freedom scientific training. And I think that's a huge asset for people to get content. And that content may be something they did on clubhouse it may be something they did as a webinar it may be actually a you know devoted um training module and all of that stuff is very valuable um i i would add something to that 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 keep watching what we do here in the fall because you know we want to solve how to get um shorter quicker tips to people about how to do things because mm. I, I think it was about two years ago i started posting tips in facebook and and other social media platforms and they were you know, something that may be, you know, five or six steps, how to's. And um, they're very valuable to people who didn't know they could do things like lock their keyboard. Now that seems so simple, but you know, when I want to leave my computer and you want to make sure nobody taps a key on the keypad, 
you know, you just lock the keyboard. I know most, most people would say lock the screen, but maybe I want to stay where I am. Right. And so um, now that's probably the simplest of the, the tips that I provided, but those kind of tips um, are critical because there's so many things that I forgot we knew that, that we could do that were out there. And just by yeah. having the ability to share content with people, and I want more and more people, I started writing them hoping other people would write them. But they just wanted me to write more. <laughs> and I think I wrote up the well, I think, 60 I think tips. that's how we met. And, I think uh, that's how we met at yeah, first, Matt. I remember yeah. you and I having a bit of a conversation. I, was, I think I'd got in touch with you to say, please, could you create a list of these? Because this is just brilliant. But I think this is the key. Because there are people like me, and I, I always go back to myself on this. You know, there's Robin who will sit and read a book from end to end mm -hmm. and read a manual from top to bottom. Great if A, you've got the time, B, you've got the patience, and C, you've got the brain power to manage to take all that in and make sense of it all. I don't. I need to know what I need to know when I need to know it. So if I'm stuck Insert at something, H, I want to know it now. W. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah, but the, the problem is that brings up a manual or something, does it not? And I've got to sit and read through a manual? No, I don't have a time list for that. Of, uh shortcuts um, yeah but that's but again the point is um but you know let's not be dismissive of that robin because there are people like me out there who just want to know what they need to know at that moment and those are context sensitive but i totally get what you're saying there's a heck of a lot and how does it how do you find out about it but how do you consume it experts. and how does it stick? that's the thing yeah. right we're not we're, most of us are just getting through the day i've i have met so many people i know you guys have met you know, you, you deal with the kind of the higher end, I guess, of the, the knowledge spectrum here. But, you know, I meet so many people on a daily basis, at least I used to in my old job, meet so many people who would just be doing the arrows and tabs. And that was it with JAWS. They had no idea half the things. There are people I know today who've been using JAWS for 10 years, if not longer, who don't even know the the even the simplest. Can, can we can we give some of these keyboard shortcuts? Because like, now I'm, I'm I can't. I'm, I'm desperate to know how to lock the keyboard now in JAWS. And I'm Insert sure others are. Space. What's the keyboard? Ins insert space, then the followed by the letter L. And it's Thank the same you. command okay. to oh, unlock I feel, right? it. I, I feel better the, <laughs> But, you know, if you, if, and, you know, we tried to do the um, JAWS command feature, which we wanted more people to use, which is insert space followed by the letter J, and then you type, you know, what you want to do, and it, it brings up a list of keystrokes that are associated to that command. But, but once again, the biggest challenge with... Yeah, the biggest challenge with any of this stuff is that you, it's how is, how do we get people to discover it? And discoverability in this application is tough. Discoverability on your smart TV is tough. You know, where do you find yeah. the feature? You you mentioned earlier, how do you turn on and off uh, audio description? Wouldn't it be a lot easier just to say it or to press a command to do it? Um, but each streaming application has their own method for doing that. So there's no mm -hmm. easy way to do it in each streaming application on your smart TV. And the same problem here is that there's just so much content, as Robin mentioned, mm -hmm. and discoverability is the biggest challenge for most people. So the insert space J was supposed to help solve for that so somebody could search a command. So if you were, let's say you're on the internet and you don't know how to move by you know, all the table commands, you could do an insert space J type table, and then you can actually arrow through them and you can press enter on the command and it does the command for you. And so it's, it's so that's brilliant. A, and I didn't even know that option yeah. existed and, until you just mentioned it. And that's and, exactly the point, right? And once we know these things, it's great. But, but again, the answer to me isn't go and read a manual because well, that's just not going to happen for me. The thing is the top, so the top takeaway for me, and we've talked about FS training the, the, the webinars, but the, 
the actual training tutorials that come with the product. That's how I learned JAWS. And I, I totally acknowledge that they're not for everyone. But the, I think, unique feature of uh, FS Reader while you're listening to the tutorial is that you can have the focus on the app that you're learning about, like Word, for example, and Control P will play and pause. So, you know, you can do it real time. You can be listening mm. to Matt <laughs> or whoever it is. That's um, torture. <laughs> and you can you can do exactly what he's saying and you can play and pause. So that's that's totally how I learned. And so we, I, I would just wanted to flag that there because there are hours and hours and hours of, which may not be a good thing, of... Um, yes, not tuition. hours, minutes. But what minutes? Well, we did, <laughs> we did add... <laughs> On the training website, we did add the something called the JAWS training bundle, which is basically similar to what you were talking about, Robin, except that they're MP3 files that you can download directly to your smartphone and listen to them while you're not mm. at your computer, or you could keep mm -hmm. them separate from your computer. And some people preferred to listen that way. So you could just download it. It's just called the JAWS training bundle. I did want to go back, if I could... Um, Stephen and, and mentioned the keystroke for this new feature, the the notifications mm. manager. Yep. And uh, because otherwise people are going to forget how to, you know, that's is going back to that same problem as discoverability, right? Yeah. And so yep. the keystroke, for, uh, the last keystroke, uh, the keystroke we're changing is insert space in is in notification. That um, up until this release would have said the last notification spoken and that's it. Okay. So it's now insert space in to bring up the notifications manager and insert space shift in, we'll say the last notification. Um, and our belief is that more people are going to want to go in there and manage their notifications than hear the last notification spoken. And it shows you a list of everything. Yeah. It spoke as those notifications. So you can scroll through the list. Before we let Matt go, we absolutely have to put the thumb screws on him about jaws on arm. So actually, good question. So... JAWS on ARM will be, I think we'll have beta any um, any day now. Um, once that's out, it'll be official in the 2023 release. It will be a separate install for the 2022. So you'd have to uh, download that separately. In 2023, it will be part of the, ma uh, the main installer. Will it be a fully, will it be a comparable product? Yeah. I, I, okay. I'm, there could be a small feature here and there that might not make it because of um, compatibility with um, uh, uh, some um, component that wasn't supported by ARM. But it, when I say that, it's so small and would not be relevant. I mean, I don't. The number of people, I should say, the number of people who find it, it'll be those five who scream at us the highest. But it, <laughs> there may be the only five. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So it's going to feel similar and behave in a similar way. Yep. And it's yep. Uh, included in the license. Nice. Yes. Exactly. Well, that's just JAWS, isn't it? Yeah, but we need Microsoft to do a nice version of Windows for ARM. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we could be kind of nice if they brought out Windows 11 in ARM as well. I mean, I know they've got it out there, but it's not. I'm not excited about that. But the main thing about WOA, Windows on ARM, oh. is the performance. And that's to do with... Um, <laughs> Qualcomm and he stuff loves like that. An acronyms. An acronyms? <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, that's to do with performance. But, you know, the M1 stroke M2, that's not an issue, is it? So, yeah, uh, yeah Well, okay. Yeah, let's not get into that, actually. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Well, you know what they say about Microsoft? The best experience of Microsoft is on a Mac. <sighs> well, it was. Yeah, that's true. Yes, but that was on Intel. 
hardware. Um, well, it was, even, it was good on Intel as well. Even though it's thrashing its fans, it's still probably working it's, better than it would on a it's PC. It's very good, yes. But there is a new, uh, there's new ARM silicon being tested with Windows at the minute. The project, I think mm. it's Volaris or Bolaris, uh, that Microsoft have launched for developers, which is specifically uh, running an ARM silicon, a new one. So. They're all trying to catch up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, right now, most of our team would be testing on um, an M1 Mac or on one of the Surface um, ARM books. I forget what they actually call them, but it's a yeah. Surface device. It's running Pro ARM X. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to ask. So you've got it on Apple Silicon, fab. Well, you need to, because there's nothing else really, is there? Well, that, the, the rest are uh, also RANs, really. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that means. <sighs> I'm going to buy Robin a, 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 I don't know, a dictionary, and then he can explain words he's saying to us. I wouldn't stand for that, Robin. He's been, very, he's been very fighty with you today. I wouldn't stand for that, Robin. It, it comes stand back up for to, um, we've come full circle to musicals. You know, <laughs> Joseph <laughs> also runs. <laughs> hey, so I'll I tell no you the what first, that means, but I'll laugh along anyway. I mentioned the Prince Charles cinema, and I want to go back to it. The first thing I saw at that cinema... I, it was during the Christmas season and I was there and I wanted to look and see his, see him. We call him a movie. And so I, uh, I looked up and I saw that they were showing Die Hard. And so I went over to buy my ticket. And uh, of course, you know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And so I got, course. To, the, I got to the cinema and they said, well, would you like a double, uh, double feature? And I said, sure. What is the second show? And, and it was the um, Muppet Christmas movie Sing Along. Oh yes, and there's with people, Die Hard, with Die Hard back to back, <laughs> makes sense. With Bruce Willis and yeah, right, okay. <laughs> the ultimate Christmas movie package, Die Hard, um, and the Muppets Christmas no, Carol was it? I, yes. I don't know what this says about me, but I've seen I've seen the Muppet Christmas Carol, but I've never seen Die Hard. So <gasps> you haven't well, lived, sir. <laughs> Clearly, he hasn't Clearly. seen Spaceballs either. So you know, yeah, but that's terrible. Yeah, I love I a sing along though. Rocky Horror, love it. Yeah, that's coming back to Glasgow. I saw that an advert for that on the TV the other day. You know that TV thing, Robin, you know? <laughs> I have heard of it. I think we've got one in the corner. He only goes to the theatre. <laughs> the theatre. Theatre. Uh, Matt, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing all the stories about what's coming up. And um, yeah, we look forward to getting you back on. You're always welcome here. Uh, we do love a laugh and a carry on. But we all end up friends at the end. Some of us. Oof. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly it's been great having you on Matt thank you so much for coming on come back soon thank you that is it for us for today we're back tomorrow of course with our Saturday edition and don't forget if you want to keep in touch with the show you can do email us all the details coming up you can even call us as well and don't forget you can find me on Twitter at BlindGuyTech I'll catch you tomorrow thanks guys if you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit BlindGuyTalksTech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.